All right. What's up, everybody? It's your pal, Val, and welcome back to the show. Um, We had a break last week for spring break, so welcome back, I guess. (laughs) Uh, A reminder to all who are listening live, thank you for listening, and just know that we are now available on a bunch of online platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, like, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, you can listen to the show. Just, you know, honestly, I've never asked this before, but go ahead and leave a five-star review because you know what? Why not? I wasn't planning on putting it online for the interwebs and for the world to see, but y'all asked, so I delivered. So let's let's reward that. Make me feel a little bit happy about my life. Uh, you can also find the link to my website through those the, the, the description of those platforms, and you can leave suggestions, sign up to be a guest, do all the things support the show because you've already been so supportive. So just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks to all my listeners. I love you all. So today we have a very special guest. And as we always do, before I introduce them, talk to them, get to the episode, we play a song. And this song might be a song that many out in the audience know, might be one that you don't know, but it's called Death by a Thousand Cuts. By Taylor Swift. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that and I'll talk to y'all soon. It's not enough cause the morning comes and you're not my baby I look through the windows of this love Even though we bought it them up Chandelier still flickering here cause I can't pretend It's okay when it's not It's not enough cause the morning comes and you're not my baby I look through the windows of this love Even though we bought it them up Chandelier's still flickering here cause I can't pretend It's okay when it's not Good. 
Death by a Thousand Cuts, and before we go any further, allow me to introduce our guest, Miss Mia Swenson. Did I say that right? Okay, good. So, say hi. Hi, I'm Mia. Um, I'm a first-year psychology major with an education and math minor. I'm from Rhode Island. Um, yeah. Wow, somebody's watched the show before. I mean, watched. Listen to the show. And if you- Oh, and I live uh, diagonally and up one floor from Val. Ah, yes. Good to know. <laughs> and she was also on our Snow Day special, so welcome to your own individual special episode. I'm so excited. Thanks for being on. It's been so fun. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's talk about the song. Why that choice? I love the bridge. Like, my sister and I in the car in summer. It just feels like summer with, like, the windows down. You're screaming to the music. I love it. It's just I passionately will sing that song. Is it just, like... Just the for fun. melody, just, just like it's just like a fun song. Yeah, just the okay. Beat, yeah, okay, cool. And I love Taylor Swift, so gotcha. You're Swifty, mm-hmm. and like Lover Era is that something? Mm, I like all of them. Okay, except okay. debut, which I've been told is not good. But debut, like, like Taylor the, Swift. Yeah. Oh, like the country. <laughs> yeah. So you just haven't listened to that. You're just not. <laughs> <laughs> never going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm alright with that. Oh, okay, Sly. Um, that's definitely very interesting. I don't know. I. I'm not a Swifty, so that's I mean, okay. maybe no, that's I've okay. Heard... To each their own. Yeah, maybe I've heard that song before, but I don't recall it, to be honest. I thought it was interesting. Um, my mind went to, like, torture methods um, used in, like, nope. ancient, you know, the ancient worlds. And then I had to, like, look it up. I'm like, this is this is the way that people were, like, executed, right? And yeah, it was a thing used in Imperial China. So I know that's supposed to be, like, a metaphoric love reference, Um no, luckily I have not been, been tortured. <laughs> no, no, not to like, impede on your song. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely fun, and we're definitely coming up on the, the warmer months. Today, yesterday was the first day of spring. So I know, I didn't believe Caroline last night when she said it. I know. And then I realized, actually, it might be. I know, the spring equinox. It's definitely some exciting times. Anything yes. you're excited for this season? Um, just the warmer months. I like, I didn't take advantage of the quad and being outside last season, yeah. like in the fall when it was warmer and people would just go out and bring blankets and speakers and read. And I think that'd be a fun change of environment that I'm looking forward to here. I definitely agree with that. Cause you're like, Oh, I have all this time to stop. Oh, it's 30 degrees. Can't do that. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, I have this huge opportunity to go outside and do this. And I didn't. So. And the sunshine will feel so nice. Yeah. That's so true. So I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here for me yet. For a second, Mia, because, you know, we got our traditional format of the show. You're a listener. You're introducing yourself. Fairfield environment. Yada, whatever. But today, I'm just feeling a different vibe. I'm just back from spring break. I'm feeling a little bit mellowed out. Um, 
as not represented by last night's kickball game. But <laughs> we'll get to that later. Tell me, just tell me something real right now. Like, I don't know if that's being put on the spot, but just, like, what do you got to say? Um, I feel like each day goes by slow, mm-hmm. and then when you look back, it's really fast. So I'm not counting down the days until April break. It's only 15 days, if you're wondering. Uh, but, like... That's contradictory, but okay. I'm... Every, like, yesterday felt kind of long, but I know when it's April, it's going to feel so quick. But also, I'm like, why do I have to study for five hours a day if I could just drop out and own a cat cafe, you know? A cat cafe. Just why not? Like, okay. the yeah. the struggle with motivation, I think, is really real. Right yeah. Now. And, like, just time itself, you yeah. know? Just, that's that's really interesting. I mean, I think it's funny how you're like, I'm not counting down the days for 15 <laughs> days. So, speak to that. Why Why the countdown? Um, I think it's just a solid thing to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I could count down by, like, I only have, I don't know, 18 assignments until, but I feel like that's not very a good mindset, because um, then I'll try and rush through them. But I feel like it gives me something tangible to be like, oh, I can work and put in the effort for 15 days if I get a five-day break. And then it's only, like, what, 21 more days until finals. And then after the first after the last day of classes, we have, like, a three-day break where we can study. So it's kind of like planning my effort out i think so it sounds like you are very logically minded Mm -hmm. thinking about okay my brain is telling me this is the amount of time before certain things i know how my life is supposed to play out over the next two months let's say and you're also like stepping back from that consciously and you're like "Mm, that might be what my brain is first going to but that's not what i necessarily want to be thinking no because i want to be enjoying like i this past year has flown by it feels like it was just september and i was just moving in and I love being here, and it's sad that, like, in six weeks of classes, we'll be gone for a whole summer. But why is that sad? Isn't that so I like exciting? The, no, it is exciting, and there's so many new opportunities, but I love being here and around, and, like, just mm-hmm. the vibe and the people and my routine. And your it's what? Just my routine. Oh, your like, routine. <laughs> it's just sad that we're almost a quarter of our way done through college. I mean, that's an interesting perspective. I am always of the mentality uh, that you are in the moment, if you, if you spend your time living each day utterly, completely in the moment, then when you take a step back from that, you'll realize, hey, I lived that moment, and it was perfect in, in the time that it was, and as I move forward, I'm going to continue doing that, and you're just going to keep living out each day, because you can never look back and say, oh, man, I wish I wasn't thinking about the past when that was such a great time. So as we reflect on this year, you know, are you thinking back to, like, you know, your senior year of high school, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I, w- I would be back there. Or Honestly, A, I think I need to be better about living in the moment. And B, my senior year of high school, the, especially the second semester, I really took advantage of being in the moment, I mm-hmm. think, because I was like, well, I really love this school, and the past few years have been great, and I don't have that much time left, so let me, like, experience every single thing I can here. And I think I've really brought that into college, too. I think I've been really good about doing a bunch of different activities, being friends with a bunch of people, taking all the opportunities I can. Um, and that's good. Yeah. So my theory is because you've done that, you're going to come to sophomore year and you'll be like, wow, this is a completely new environment. Well, not new environment, but like new setup, mm-hmm. new place that you'll be living in, you know, different classes that you'll be taking, different environment, different vibe. And you'll be like, wow, this is great too. Yeah. Maybe it won't be great, but like it'll be, you know, Life no, I love seeing the good in everything. 
That's awesome. So you definitely categorize yourself as an optimist? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And can we unpack that? Why the optimism? Um, I think, well, this was, don't let me get philosophical, but we had a test and it was like, why do you have to experience the good? In or the bad? Why do you have to experience the bad? Yeah. Because there was this like okay. experience machine, mm-hmm. whatever. And I talked about how you can't have the good without the bad. And I feel like there's been so many stressful times in my life and like times where I felt lonely and isolated and then coming to college and having friends and choosing what opportunities I want to partake in, choosing what classes I want to do, feeling passionate about where I'm going right now has really made me look back and be like, wow, I'm like in such a good place right now. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I think it's while being an optimist, you also like have to recognize the bad because Mm -hmm. it does exist and it is very real, but also like there comes a time when you have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. And I say that lightly because I know that sometimes I don't think you have a choice. Like some bad things just happen and like you're going to be sad and it's going to be bad. And like you, I don't want to ever like gloss it over and tell people like, oh, you need to choose to be happy in this moment. But I think that everything is for a season. And so like you might be weathering the storm right now, but it comes a time when like the rain has cleared and you have to decide, do I want to stay in this or do I want to, like, go looking for the rain? Yeah, exactly. I think in my earlier high school years, I would stay in the rain because it was a comfortable place and I don't like change. Mm-hmm. But now, stepping out, you realize just, like, how clouded your mindset was. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely, like, a weird thing because life does bring really difficult seasons. But I think that, that those times, especially in the past, now that we're here in this really awesome space where it's like, hey, we're not fully functioning adults where we have to, like, go to work <laughs> nine to five. And we have all these opportunities. Like, people are cooking our meals. Yeah. And we're not real adults yet. <laughs> like, we're surrounded by this beautiful place. And there's so many good things. So that doesn't, like, erase whatever things we might be going through in our personal lives. But it gives us a space to just see people and meet different people. And yeah. that's so enlightening. So what has made this year so, like, good for you? Like, what have you been involved in? Or what moments, like, stick out to you that are telling you you're in a good space right now? Um... I don't know. I just love Fairfield so much. Um, I think finally taking classes, aside from, like, the required magic score that sometimes mm-hmm. are not as fresh as amazing, um, I'm taking classes that I genuinely enjoy. I'm putting in effort and seeing result. Um, I'm taking myself and putting the work in that I need to, like, get the outcome I want um, at the end of college. And then also... I joined, like, 8,000 clubs in September, and I probably stuck with, like, this eight or so, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy going to those, and they kind of give me, like, a sense of, like, I shouldn't, I don't need to just stay in my room till 11 p.m. once I come back from dinner. It's like, oh, I can plan my time here, and then I'll go to a club meeting, then I'll hang out with my friends in fourth floor jokes, and then it's maybe we'll go play kickball at 10 p.m. Like, it's, <laughs> there's just so many fun things, and I get to control my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I love it. Yeah, and I think also the college environment has, like, all these planned things for us, at least mm-hmm. here, where we have, oh, like, yeah. we're always going to the fan events, or, like, tonight there's a FUSA event, or, like, I don't know what I'm Intramurals. Thinking. Intramurals. That's the word. <laughs> so, I agree. So, let's talk about the kickball team, because I know that some of the listeners are, like, very intrigued, as am I, because it's a very new thing, but, like, I heard you had your first game last night, so how did that go? It went amazing. So, I'm... Gonna be honest, I wasn't sure we would be the best kickball team, only because 
I feel like none of us collectively have played kickball since elementary school. Mm. Um, and I, I, I admit I was wrong. We were great. We, we had passion. We had some good people who probably saved us. Um, and then right. we had some people who were really having fun. Mm-hmm. And we had the cheerleaders, Val, Aaron, and Caroline. And then, of course, subbing in and out. They also cheered for us. Um, we had great communication. I think we supported each other. And the other team just didn't show up enough. Wow. Wow. That's that's really amazing. I'm glad that you mentioned all of that because I think that communication is a vital thing, especially when you're playing a team sport. So... That's something to consider. And I think that learning to work with people, I mean, being a little bit more like stepping back from this, is an essential life skill. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is a hot take or just me, but in our generation, I feel like people have a harder time talking to each other. Oh, no, I agree, especially because of social media and texting. It's so easy to Mm -hmm. just say something over text that you definitely wouldn't have said in person. And I think it, it becomes where you have different relationships with people over text versus in person. I agree. And, like, I'll hear people talk about saying, like, oh, I would snap this person, but if I saw them in real life, like, I wouldn't wave to them. And, like, that's just weird to me because maybe I'm, like, not the most social media savvy compared to my age group. I just, like, didn't really choose to grow up on that. And I, like, made a conscious decision, like, not to be on it as a kid. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Because... It just, I don't know. I think I was able to maybe live out more of my life in a different way. But at the same time, I'm also like, that is such a great way to stay in contact with people, especially now moving on to go back. And I don't know. There's so many good, but there's also like, you got to take with a grain of salt. I know. I feel like when I'm going to have kids, they're not going to experience the same like, oh, go outside and build a snowman or like go outside and run around the lawn for three hours and be entertained (laughs) by that. Because I've seen people do, like, the, oh, I'm trying to not give my kids screens until they're three, but then they cave so early on because they can, it just helps them. Then the parents get sleep or, like, they get to do the dishes or something like that. So it's hard balance. And then I also agree or what you said earlier about how you snap people and then you would never say to them in the hallway. Like, there's so, I feel like, with especially with Instagram, you follow so many people just to be like, oh, I'm connected with them. Like, I know of them. But you would never recognize them in person. You would never say, like, hey, how are you doing, you know? It's such an yeah. odd dynamic yeah and also i think that it even though it makes it seem like okay i have more connections if i need this person i can reach out it also kind of strains those connections that you do have in the way that you're so accustomed to being online by yourself like technically connected but also like everybody's it's almost like a virtual reality like we're not at that stage yet we're like you know ready player one (laughs) or like the matrix i don't know we're not just like going on our VR sets yeah. and, like, inter- interacting in a virtual reality. But in a sense, we're all kind of alone as yeah. we're interacting. Because I feel like being on your phone, it's more of a solitary activity. Like, yeah, you can be with your friends doing the same thing, but they're looking at something different. You're kind of cho- – it's just – I don't know. Yeah. I – over breaks, specifically Christmas break and um, March break, we would watch – TV or family or movies with my family Mm -hmm. and I found it so increasingly hard to just put my phone away and pay attention to the movie and I think my attention span of media consumption is so bad right now because I kept feeling the need to like oh I just need to like move my thumb as I scroll through Instagram like I just that's a habit I'm so used to doing and I was like what happened to me I don't like this yeah I think that's normal like I think that's everybody and I mean if you look at the span of life 
I mean, I, I don't know why that I used the, those words, but basically, like, we started out and people didn't even have books to read, first of all. The printing press was invented. Books. Okay, we have those. That's probably the main form of entertainment. If I mean, if you were, like, a person who couldn't afford to, like, go to shows, do whatever. I mean, even if you could, like, books were expensive anyway, back in the day. Moving on. So then we got movies, and then we got TV shows, and then YouTube was a thing, and now TikTok. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I feel like our attention span for something that's not going to grab our, like, I don't know, attention for more than a minute is just, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, with real-life conversations, that's not even designed to entertain you. Like, above any of the options just mentioned, this is just real life, having a conversation, being in the world. Yeah. Connection with human beings that are real physical feelings. Yeah. So it's, like, it almost takes a sense of, like, using people in a way because that's kind of why we consume all this media. We're kind of using it for our own benefit. Mm -hmm. So it almost, like... what do I say, like commercializes people or like quantifies them or like you're trying to think about what their value is in relation to you instead of just being in the moment. That's such a good point, yeah. Okay, this is me being ranty. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything you want to say about all this, Mia? Well, um, there's talks about the TikTok ban in the United States. Um, Explain that because yeah. I don't know about it. So the people who own TikTok right now are a Chinese company. And from what I've heard about it, the president has given them an ultimatum of sell TikTok or it will be banned in the United States. And I think it's because of security purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going on currently. And there's talks about a nationwide ban on TikTok. And honestly, if that happened, I think I'd be relieved. And it's something in a way of like, I'm not just going to go t- delete TikTok because it would make me feel better because I, I'm honestly I'm addicted to TikTok. Like it's, it's I'll be honest about it. But I feel like if social media were taken away, a lot of us would feel such relief. And we're all reliant on social media and we're all putting on a different portrayal of ourselves. Like, obviously, we're not going to post like pictures of us sleeping in the car on the drive to a mountain to ski at or like really really ill but we're just gonna post like our highlight reel on social Mm -hmm. media and i feel like if social media were taken away so many people would be benefited but on the other hand it's the whole like connection you get to see people's lives that you don't get to see and i don't know it's a it's a hard hard debate in my head yeah i think that a lot of people understand like there is benefit to it and i think that it wasn't created with malintent and what was the show it was i think it's a netflix documentary it's the social dilemma Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one was like talking all about how it's just turned into something entirely different and how it's not a person. It's an algorithm designed to keep you on as long as possible. Yeah. And like thinking about the infinite scroll, I think that's what it's called, or just the fact that it's not it might be a free app, but it's not free because it's ultimately intended to cost you something. Somebody has to get paid. Yeah. To- there's no point in having the social media unless someone else is going to benefit from you. Exactly. It's a business. They're making money off of it. I mean, beyond just like ad revenue and all of that, you're still having like people who are programmers and just all the stuff that they need to do to make this run effectively. People have to get paid. And in order to do that, they have to make money. And that just comes at a cost. I think the issue with a lot of rich people, I've saw this one, I don't know, it was probably like a tweet or an Instagram post or something. And it was like, how about once someone reaches $999 million, they get a trophy and they don't get to earn any more money. And I love that idea because there's nothing you can do with 
eight billion dollars that you couldn't do with like five hundred million. You know, I feel like people yeah. are so greedy with money right now, especially people in higher power. And I think the problem with that is, as a society, we value that, mm-hmm. and everybody is trying to get to that point. Nobody wants those billionaires not to exist. They want to be the billionaires. And that's where I think the problem lies because it's a cultural thing where we're not trying to fix it because we want it for ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're never going to attain it. And it's just always trying to search for something that isn't attainable and like looking. Exactly. Yeah. Thinking that once you have it, you'll be happy, but you won't. Like, that's just not how it works. I think that's that's such a good point. Like, oh, a lot of people say, like, I'll buy a car and I'll be happy. I'll get a spouse and I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. I'll get a house and I'll be happy. I'll get that raise and I'll be happy. And it's not true because your happiness is in the journey and it's what you make of it. It's not a thing. It's a feeling. It's an experience. Yeah, it's true. And I think that ultimately, like, happiness is a feeling. It's not really a state of being. And you have to find the things that will sustain you. And that's different for everybody. But I think that if you really take the time to do some thinking, you'll realize that those fleeting things like that one TikTok or, I don't know, whatever you're presenting yourself online is just not, I don't know, it's just not real. And I think that we have to be accountable for ourselves in every interaction to just try to present our most true selves. Mm -hmm. Because doing that subconsciously allows other people to do the same. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, whew, hot take. I mean, go watch that documentary. I don't even remember it, but I think it, it was, was assigned for our English class over break. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I watched it, I feel like, last year. Definitely interesting. Definitely some food for thought. I don't think that we're in a position to, like, get rid of it entirely, but I also do think that we have Something to, needs to change. Yeah. And I think that has to come from the people yeah. more than anything. So, I'd be interested to hear about what happens with TikTok. I know, yeah. Keep me updated, because I do think that, like, there are there are educational people on TikTok who are, like, teaching people things. Hank and, Green? Yeah. yeah. Hank Green. Uh-huh. The guy with the, have you seen the guy with the canvas where he points a tiny thing every day? No. He's See, I'm not really favorite. on TikTok, Mia, but oh, okay. I live in a world where TikTok is omnipresent. Yes. So, I mean, just look at our, our group chat. Like, <laughs> people yeah. sending TikToks all the time. So anyway, that's hot take. That's deep. That's good, I think. Um, rambly, but definitely, like, stuff to think about. Mm-hmm. So let's just get more into you, though, because I feel like the world has you wanting to well, – I don't know what I'm saying. We're on the show so that we can unpack you for the world, show what you have to offer. You know what I mean? Just share yourself. So, like, I have a burning question, and I haven't asked you this before, but why do you go by Mia and not your full name? Oh, um, ever since I can remember growing up, I've been Mia. Um, my mom, is, my mom's middle name is Malia, mm-hmm. and my grandmother named my mom that because my mom was born in Hawaii. Except, do you know Malia Obama? Mm-hmm. You know how our names are spelled differently? Yeah, mine spelled wrong. <laughs> my grandmother <laughs> spelled my mom's middle name wrong. Okay, it was supposed to be M A L I A, and then my mom was like, "Let's just keep the tradition." And so now my name is. M-E-L-I-A. Gotcha. And so it's just kind of been a nickname. Like, my sister, her full name is Elliot, but we she goes by Ellie. Like, mm-hmm. we're kind of a nickname family. My mom's full name is Christine, and she goes by Christy. Um, we're a nickname family. And also, I would choose to pick Mia right now because I remember my pediatrician from, like, birth to probably 10 years old called me Melia. Because if you put an A in front of my name, it looks oh, like Amelia. Gotcha. And so it was just... It's just okay. Yeah. 
So, like, when people say your name, do they usually say Melia? Yeah, it's no really? one really, really, people don't usually get it right. And it's oh. often professors because, okay. like, they're just running through role. And mm-hmm. they, like, the first day classes, they won't know that I like to be called Mia, you know? Right. Or, like, new doctors or just people who look at the name and are like, all right, let's just figure this out. Okay, good to know. I mean, I go by shortened version of my name. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm not judging it. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a good. And question. so, are you going to, like, I don't know. Would you ever consider legally changing it? Or you're nope. like, you still you still identify? <laughs> no, no. I, it's not that serious. Um, I think it's I, – I honestly think my full name is a more professional thing. So mm-hmm. as I grow up and become a, a real adult, um, I'll probably start using it more. Like I just recently got a book stamp for all my books and it says from the library of Malia Swenson. Because I feel like I should be growing up and using it as a professional. Oh. I don't know. I'm not sure okay. why it just feels more professional. <laughs> no, I definitely like the fact of like you have I like the nicknameable names mm-hmm. because there's so much that you can do with it and you can like it doesn't have to be me, it could be Leah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh especially like thinking about kids nowadays or, you know. It's just it's cute. I like it. Yeah. Like I met a kid who his name is William but he goes by Liam. Oh, okay. I think it's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think it's definitely cool because you can mix and match. And, like, if you're a kid, you can be the kid name. And then if you're yeah. an adult, you can – I don't know. Definitely interesting. So let's talk about spring break, which just happened, because I'm curious. What did you do? Um, my grandfather came down for four days, and so we spent time with family. And he had – he has a sister who has family up in Massachusetts, so they came down, and we had a pie oh. contest. I'm not really sure where the idea came from. Okay. All I know is – it happened the first Sunday, and Saturday night I was making a buttermilk pie at 11 p.m. because my mom forgot to ask me to make a pie. It's okay. Mm-hmm. My dad made a chicken pie, chicken pot pie. Then they brought a chicken pot pie and a really rich dessert pie. And then there, there were two different families who came. They each brought a chicken pot pie. It was such like it was just an odd experience. We had like five pieces of pie total. It was incredibly stuffed after. Wait, this was a pie eating contest? Not even a pie eating contest. It was like a pie contest. Like, oh. whose pie was the best and why? Oh, okay. I heard like pie eating contest. Like, who no, no, no. Okay. Like, it was a, it was a, but like, my, we were the only ones who homemade, who made our pie from scratch. Oh. So obviously it didn't win because like, well, no, it didn't win because no. the people, like the bakeries, they, these people live oh. near Boston. So like they have access to the good food. Oh, this wasn't just like a no, supermarket. This, yeah, no, this was like they went to the bakery. Yeah. That's cheating. But it was, it was a fun, it was a fun thing. I don't like that. That's cheating. I'm <laughs> I sorry. agree. This is, I agree. This is a pie contest. No, you make I your agree. own pie. I agree, but it's okay. Wow. Okay. So you're eating all this pie. What is a buttermilk pie? So I've it's never heard literally of just like three cups of buttermilk, sugar, eggs, flour. And it's like this custard. Mm. Okay. I it don't know. Cakey. It's really good. No, no, no. It's okay. like very gooey, liquidy. I don't know. I don't it's, know. It holds its shape. It's like a coconut custard without the coconut. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Was it good? It was really good. It was really good. I, there was a lot of sugar in it, which I think helped. Gosh, it was really good. See, I'm uncultured about the pies. so It's okay. Yeah. So that sounds fun. Anything, yes. So I, we did that. Yeah. Um, then I so graciously scheduled like four different appointments in one day. Mm-hmm. This was like past, past Mia thinking like, it'll be great. I'll just get it all done. And then I had to wake up for it. And I was like, why could I why have done this to myself? Yeah. Um, I went skiing three days. To three separate mountains, day wow, trips, which was awesome. really fun. Um, that's intense, too. Yeah. Are you, like, high, slow, yeah. bunny hill? Mm-hmm. Wow. Intense. I actually teach – I've taught for the past four – maybe five, four years um, mm-hmm. skiing at my local hill 
in Rhode Island mm -hmm. um, to little, little kids. But I've gotten better because we take clinics to improve our teaching. Um, wow. So I've gotten better, like, blacks. So is this, like, a cultural thing? Like, everybody at your school in high school was, like, a, everyone went skiing? No, but, like, it's kind of a, an almost an expected thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know about New England, but definitely Rhode Island. It's, like, a... Oh, yeah, like, we go in the winter and we go skiing a couple of days. Or, like, I've a lot of most people I knew grew up skiing, okay. learning to ski, whether that be at the hill that I taught at because it's the only one in Rhode Island or <laughs> close hills that, like, the parents ski at. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a thing you do. No, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, at home, there's definitely, like, people who are skiers. I mean, I went skiing once. Um, but it's not like you wouldn't find a – it wouldn't be abnormal for someone to be like, yeah, I don't really go skiing or, like, I don't know how to ski. Like, it's not normal. I'm I think abnormal. it would be abnormal where okay. I'm from. Yeah. But it's also not abnormal for them to be like, yeah, I ski every year. Right. And so, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that it was interesting because I feel like since I've been here, people have mentioned it a whole lot yeah. more yeah. than they did. I mean, I guess it's now also break, kind but. of a rich person sport. <laughs> not that it's it's just skis are expensive, ski tickets are expensive, yeah. ski gear is expensive, so. Yeah, that's that's true. It's definitely a privilege to be able to ski, yeah. whereas I think it came out of a necessity. Like, that's how people <laughs> got across the snow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, it sounds like you had a good spring break. I did. It was very refreshing. I only did homework for two days total. and That's a lot, though. Didn't do the rest. And I think it, I forgot how good it feels not to do homework. That's good. I just think we need to normalize not going to the Bahamas or Aruba I know, or, or Florida. Yeah, wherever. I mean, if you do all of that, like, that's incredible. And, yeah, like, that sounds so fun. But also, But like, it's abnormal to say, oh, I'm going home. You know, I feel like here. Abnormal. No, I, it, I don't want it to be, but I feel like talking to people, everyone was like, oh, where are you going for break? And I'd be like, oh, my house. And they'd yeah, be like, oh, okay. That did happen a little bit, I feel like. But I think that, in a sense, taking time to recover, I guess. Yeah, mentally. it's not. Well, I think, like, you and I both don't party, so going to Florida and partying would not be fun. Going home no. and, like, relaxing would be, you know. It would be. Sleeping. Yes. Mm. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Normalize sleep, guys. <laughs> no, you're, says you. <laughs> What do you mean? You don't go to bed until 3 a.m. Listen, I have my sleeping troubles, and we don't need to unpack me today. Um, I am currently convinced that I might be nocturnal, but it's really it's, it's a bad night if I'm in bed after midnight. And I admire you for that. <laughs> I think your room, you and my roommate would be excellent roommates because she is on top of it. Like she was sleeping last night, and I was like. Wow, I don't, I don't understand how it was. Literally, like when was I thinking this? Like twelve? I think she went to bed probably like eleven thirty, which is totally normal. That's so normal. I was just like in my bed, being like, mm, won't be going to bed for a while, but really happy for her. Like I just don't understand. But anyway, this is this is getting too no, yeah, too no. much of a tangent. But sleep is very important, and I will say I do have later classes, so I make up for it. But and I, I went to bed at a reasonable well, hour. Well, Erin has night. an 8 a.m. and she goes to bed at 4 a.m. That girl 5 doesn't sleep. And doesn't do caffeine. She just runs on the high of life, <laughs> which honestly I recommend. I think that if you abstain from substances, not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with them. Um, no, caffeine is addictive. Like we talked about it in my neural class. It's a stimulant. It gets yeah. addicting. 
Yeah. I just think that you can live your life a little bit more. Like, you will you can pep yourself up instead of needing something to pep you up. That being said, sometimes I'll be, like, chilling out at 10 p.m. And I'm like, man, I really got to hammer out this whatever <laughs> assignment. And I'm like, I need a cookie right now because it's going to wake me up. Yeah. So... Sugar does that too. Mm-hmm. So sugar is a drug. Just putting that out there. Oh yeah, it's addictive and it's good and it's normalized, <sighs> but scary, really scary. Hot take. Oh, okay. So let's get into because I know that you have to leave a little early because you have a two o'clock class before we like completely run out of time. This is like the quintessential question I was supposed to ask you in the beginning before I got Uh-oh. majorly sidetracked on this crazy whirlwind of an episode. So whoever's still listening, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you for bearing with me. Psych major. Why? How's that been? What do you oh, plan to do okay. with that? Like, yeah. that's just crazy. So I grew up, both my parents are in the psych world. Um, and I never took a psych class in high school. And I was mm. like, I'm going to be a psych major. Okay. It was anywhere I looked because I want, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I've bounced around like, oh, I'm going to be Owen Hunt, a trauma surgeon in the Army. Or I'm going to be the person who takes care of marine animals at SeaWorld. I would like, there were only always these crazy, yeah. really weird things, but I've always gone back to teaching, elementary okay. school. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I looked, I would have either double majored in education and psychology, or if they didn't have an education program, I would have just done psychology. And that's kind of what I did here. And Fairfield has this great four plus one program where you can get your master's in elementary education in one year. It's more like 14 months because you take two summer cl- two summers of classes and then mm-hmm. you teach right after that. But they had this great program that I actually found out about through Lehigh because that was the first time I'd ever seen something like it. Okay. And then I was like, wait, I remember Fairfield having this. And so I talked to a couple of people. My someone I was friends with in high school's sister went to Fairfield and she had a friend who did the program. So I talked to her. She raved about it, um, which I honestly agree with. Like the professors are so amazing. They're so nice. It's a great program. That's what I plan on doing. And you needed a major because you can't just be like an education minor and that's college. Right. And I was like, well, I'm not going to major in math. I'm not going to major in English. I'm not going to major in science, history, none of that. But I like psychology. And so I was like, I might as well learn about how people learn, what the development of people is, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Because I've always been interested in psychology, I think, more towards the end of high school because I realized it wasn't just, like, therapists and mental health. It was a lot of how do people learn? How do people – why do people act the way they do? What are the brains? Like, it's just so interesting to me. And when I took Gen Psych, I was like, what if I, like, absolutely hate this? That'd be so awkward. And I didn't. (laughs) I loved it, which is – A good sign. It was a really good sign. So, yeah. Um, I actually had a psych club event last night where a lot of people came and talked about what they do after their career, after their bachelor's. And there were talks of like school counselor, school psychologist, uh, licensed clinical mental health cl- uh, therapist, PhDs. And it's like, there's just so many options you can go from there that if I end up hating teaching, which I always say, I, if I end up hating teaching, I'll have a bachelor's in psych that I can go off of. So hopefully I don't hate yeah. teaching. No, that's awesome. I think because especially because you want to be an um, elementary mm-hmm. ed teacher. I think that if you were going to be a high school teacher, you'd probably need one of those. Yeah, exactly. And I really that. did not want to do any of those hard subjects. Right. Things. And also you'd be working with little kids and influencing their lives from a young age. And also like you have that backup option, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome because we need to diversify our life paths. Exactly. Exactly. What if something does go out? What, what if something doesn't work out? Yeah. Life doesn't always go according to plan. And you are so set up for that. And I think that you can do that with a, like a minor here or like something there. And 
I don't know. It's Different just... internships, experiences, that kind of stuff sets you up. Exactly. Exactly. And it seems like you're enjoying yourself, so I'm happy for you. No, I'm really enjoying it. I'm taking a hard narrow class right now, and it's required, and I'm going to get through it, and I'm excited for the other psychologies, <laughs> like developmental psychology, social psychology, that kind of stuff. But Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So do you plan to, like, work in Rhode Island, close to home? I, want, I don't know if I'd want to work in Rhode Island. I think I'd want to work in New England, though, mm-hmm. at least East Coast. Because mm-hmm. nowhere in the Midwest, because I don't, I'm scared of tornadoes. And the West Coast, they seem like different, different vibe that I'm not really into. Yeah. So I think yeah. I love New England. I love the Four Seasons. Did you go to private school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you like looking to teach in a private school? Honestly, school? no, I'm not really sure. So pu- private school, the difference is you don't need a degree, mm-hmm. which is kind of odd. In a private school. In a private school, like to teach the people I knew. They didn't have teaching degrees. They had, like, my math teacher just had a math degree. Okay. My religion teacher just had a theology degree. Like, no one was taught how to teach, which I thought was super odd. And there's benefits both ways, but I feel like I'd like working in a public school um, because if something goes wrong, you're not – like, if they don't have enough enrollment for a second, third grade class, there's not – it's not like a you're fired, you get out. It's a let's place you in another school in the district where we need a teacher. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that private schools, because by nature they are private, they have a lot more, I guess, authority to do what they want. Yeah. And then if you're in a public system, you might be a little bit more secure. Um, it just, I guess, depends where you go. I feel but. like I'd love to teach in Fairfield and live somewhere cheaper, somewhere else, <laughs> <laughs> so that I'd get the big paycheck and the low rent. <laughs> so that, that's kind of the goal right now. We'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, I mean, it's a good area to live, and Fairfield, the town of Fairfield is definitely... So cute. I love it. <laughs> Cute. Interesting word. <laughs> no, it's it's really, I, yeah, it's a nice place to live. And I think the people who live here are, are very fortunate to live here. And the students, yeah, yeah, I think you'll have a good time with that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you are also the type of person who's, like, on top of your work all the time. Can yeah. you just provide some advice to people out there who are feeling like they're struggling? Um, Plan out what you're going to do. I have a Google spreadsheet with, like, every assignment when it's due – when I have it bolded if I need to start working on it, like, a week in at, le- at least in advance so it's not left to the last night. I have stick- – the- there's stickies on MacBooks, mm-hmm. but there's a Google Keep, which is kind of like stickies, but it's you're able to access it anywhere you're on Google. Mm-hmm. I use that all the time. I have each class, what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, the due dates. Then I plan each day what I'm going to be working on. It just gives me peace of mind that I'm not forgetting anything and I'm also not pushing stuff off to the very last minute. So I'm staying adequately prepared, which helps my stress level. Yeah. And then I also think knowing when it's time to put it away. Like last night, I worked until, I don't know, probably 6.30 or 7. And then I was like, I've worked probably seven hours today. I think I'm going to take a break and I'm not going to do work for the rest of the night. And I think that helps with the burnout because last semester I definitely worked Wait, a, a little – I didn't have good time boundaries. Right. Um, and the time that I was doing work during the day, I wasn't really doing work. Yeah. So I think the setting the boundary of I need to get stuff done, it, I'll thank myself later when it's 8 p.m. and I can go hang out with people or go play kickball and not worry about going to do a chem lab after, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Because even if you're, like, with your laptop open and you're, like, on your phone, the stress that, is still there. That was a problem last semester, I will say. Yeah. So it's like you're working for 12 hours, even though you might have only been working for five hours. Mm-hmm. Your brain just doesn't know the difference. Exactly. So, yeah, that's good advice. And I think that breaking things up into little chunks can make them more manageable. Mm-hmm. Because nobody built Rome in a day. And also, I think we build a lot of stuff up in our head. Like, mm-hmm. I had a English 
argumentative paper. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to be so much work to write. I'm not going to want to find the sources. And then when I finally sat down to do it, I was like, wait, I actually know what I'm talking about. I feel passionately about this. I have my sources. It's not going to take me that long. Yeah, that's so true. It's all about the mental game mm-hmm. and positive reinforcement. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bribes. Rewards. Yeah. So, listen, girl, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you got your class. I do appreciate you having me on the pod. This was so fun. I know. It was, like, quicker than normal, but that's because we packed so much mm-hmm. in. And I feel like... We listen, had real conversation. I know. And I'm sorry for falling off the beaten path a little bit we still got to like the essence of what you're doing at fairfield you're still hyper involved in doing all these amazing things and we still touch on those but i think that you know what the philosophical food for thought maybe you don't agree with our opinions that's fine but like i encourage you to find the data and research your own opinions and just be confident in that and be informed yes exactly don't have opinions just because you like the idea Exactly. And I'm not telling you I should be your informant because, like, I don't know everything, obviously. I am not even – I don't even have a college degree. But I'm just encouraging you to find people who do and learn from them. Yes, exactly. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, Mia. Enjoy your day. You as well. I'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. Kickball. Kick some butt. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So before our listeners go, Mia did request us to play a song on her way out. And this song is, again, by Taylor Swift, and it's called Paris. So I'm going to go ahead and play that, and after that, we'll close out the show. Her. Turns out it was that guy you hooked up with ages ago Some wannabe Z-lister And all the outfits were terrible 2003 unbearable Did you see the photos? No, I didn't, but thanks, though I'm so in love that I might stop breathing Drew a map on your bedroom ceiling No, I didn't see the news Cause we were somewhere else Stumbled down, pretend alleyways Cheap wine, make believe it's champagne I was taken by the view Romance is not that if you keep it just yours. Levitate above all the messes made. Sit quiet by my side in the shade and not the kind that's thrown. I mean, the kind under where a tree has grown.
So that was Paris by Taylor Swift. And now we're kind of at the portion of the show where it's almost time to go. But before I let y'all leave, I just have a couple things I want to say. First of all, thank you all for listening. As always, it really means the world to me. I can't express that enough. Second of all, we're kind of in the portion of the show where some people who want to return, maybe who were here last semester and have some new things to share, I would like to encourage you all to come back and maybe consider coming on for another episode. I'm still definitely going to be trying to find new people to come onto the show, as always, and hey, I'm not saying that there'll be any repeat guests this semester, but if you're somebody listening and you're like, I'm dying to come back on the show, um, that invitation is definitely extended to you, and please let me know. We'll try to make it happen, because as I'm looking at the calendar, it seems as though we've got four more shows in April. We have one more in March. Sorry, let me not get ahead of myself. One more in March next week, four more in April, and then we might even be able to do one or two in May. I think one in May because my last final wouldn't allow for two, but that's like six more shows. So if y'all want to come join the the pod one more time, if you've been on, if you haven't been on and you would like to be on, please, please let me know. If you're a listener, submit the form or just talk to me if you know me, I'm so open to hearing what you have to say because here on Your Pal Val, we believe that your words matter and what you have to say is meant to be heard, meant to be told. And I really want to give a place where people can do that. So that's pretty much all I have to say. Thank you so much, Mia, for being on the show. It truly was a good episode, in my opinion. Definitely threw out some food for thought. And it was a quick one, but it was a good one. And I invite you all to come back next week. 1 to 2 p.m. Tuesdays, as always. So that's it. Bye for now, pals. It's Val signing off, and I'll see you next time. Bye.